0: off mute that would help good evening everybody welcome back to the evermore podcast that's a good good way to start isn't it um where's chris we are back yeah because that's so we lo- we lose the host and that's everything goes wrong oh dear can't, I can't win but now good evening everyone um i hope everyone's well um we're back we are i think i was gonna say we're, we're now up to our I think 49th episode of, of the evermore podcast so um, we're coming up on a, on a year old um, next week, um, which is a huge milestone. Um, and today, like I said, we're, we're without Chris, who's on some warm weather training um, today. So he's he's often uh, in different parts of the country. Um, so it's the three of us tonight, um, and we've got some actual Newcastle content to talk about this week, which is which is Ooh. nice. Like we've, we've we've titled this: "It's getting back to business." It's getting back to to what we do best. So I've got PK and Carl back with us tonight. How are you doing, lads?
1: Yeah, good, mate. How are you?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. I need to start this again so I don't make any cock-ups. That's the... <laughs>
2: I'm good as well. Idiot.
0: Good, good. Glad to hear it. Well, kick-off, Um and I have no better place to start, obviously. The, the, the team are in Saudi Arabia. They are getting back to business, as, we, as we've put. They're into, they're into their warm-weather mid-season World Cup training, however you want to put it um the lads are looking well um and they're putting in some 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 work on the on the training ground and in the gym um and and starting to to get the the squad back to fitness so you know we've seen some good pictures that are are coming from from their training camp and there are some stories around around sort of fitness certainly with regards to to so pk was obviously what are your thoughts in in getting back to some proper football talk again
1: (sighs) can't wait you know what Last show I was on was pre-World Cup, and I was saying, oh, I can't I, I can't buy getting into the World Cup, you know, stopping Newcastle season. But actually, I've quite enjoyed this World Cup. I've seen more games than I was anticipating watching. I sort of quite enjoyed it. There's been some really shit games, but <laughs> there's been some really entertaining games, and, you know, it's been a joy to watch the likes of Brazil. Dare I say France have been really good to watch. Ooh. But, yeah, this time in two weeks, I'll be in the pub, about to leave to go and watch the fourth, third or fourth round, fourth round of the League Cup. So, yeah, two weeks to go. I guess the players have had a, a little bit of a break, have they? And now they've got this warm-weather training. I've seen some pictures today. I think they had, a, uh, they had an open session with fans, didn't they? A bit of a fans yeah. forum for fans that have gone over. It's quite a few Newcastle fans have gone over because they've got a game tomorrow, haven't they? <coughs> Excuse me. Um So, yeah, I'm just glad. I'm glad to get back again. It's been so exciting since the start of the season that I just can't wait for Newcastle to get cracking again. This World Cup will be done. This World Cup will be done on Saturday night for me, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because that—that's that, where I had us is, is getting to. But it's—I um, me mean, I'd love it to—I'd love it to go on more. And, and like you, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Carl, obviously, the, the the side starting to to get back to the the, the normal business now and. There, there are obviously friendlies. Um, it's on Friday, um, Friday night that they play. Al is it Al Hilal that they play? Tomorrow. Um, and tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, is it tomorrow? Is it? Oh, I've I've lost my days. Of, yeah. Um, I've written down friendly and then the eighth of December, and I've read friendly as Friday, um, and then obviously they've got Rayo Vallecano back at St James's Park, so it'd be good to good to see some actual football action again, won't it?
2: Yes. Yes. I think. You remember um, one of the things Eddie Howe said was um, he wanted this little break to, to, to kick off like a mini pre-season. So, um, obviously, the players that have been in the World Cup will have been training um, and, and some of them have been playing minutes, some of them have obviously been on the bench. So, I think it's good that the lads who are in uh, Riyadh are obviously, you know, getting up to speed now and then obviously if, sort of a kickabout tomorrow. Um, and then obviously a game um in in at St James's against the um the Spanish side so i think it'll be it'll be good just to get like you say like pk said just to get back and start hopefully um kicking off um like we did when when we had a break just getting back to the same intensity and you know i've
1: got no doubt that we we will i think sorry i think that uh oh. I think in hindsight, I wasn't sure because had, we had this discussion pre-World Cup again. Will the break be good for us or will it kill momentum? I think in hindsight, you know, looking at that those last few games, we were, we were shattered, weren't we? The intensity yeah. was crazy. We were shattered. I think the break's done us. The world are good. Bruno's not had very many minutes for Brazil, which I'm a bit disappointed with. But, in you know, in, in, on the flip side, it's great. Callum Wilson seems to have picked up a minor strain. God knows what that, that means. We're going to come on to that, I think. Um... You know, shares coming home now, or whether he flies off to Riyadh, I don't know, or whether he uh, just goes home. Not quite sure. Kuals finished um, and got minutes, which means he might get a work permit. Who knows? Um, who else we got? Obviously, Trippier played the first couple of games, so he'll be fairly fresh, I think. Kyle Walker will come in again. Well, we'll continue against France just because of his pace. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nick Pope's not getting a minute of football, which is all right with me. And Callum Wilson's had a little bit, and obviously picked up that knock, but we'll just see how he is, I suppose. So yeah, we, you know, I can't, can't wait for them to get back into it and obviously get through the quarterfinal of the cup next, hopefully.
0: I think you're right. I think You touched on there about the, the sort of the, the lack of, of game time for those that, at the World Cup as well, and, and that plays into into Newcastle's hand massively. I think you're right. You look at some of those performances towards the end, even though the results were still coming. The players looked leggy. They looked like they were tiring. the amount of intensity they've put into games—that was always likely to happen. And I think you're right. We, we talked about do you want to break up the momentum? But I think just as a refresh, just to get everybody I a refresh. But yeah, yeah, even that it's exactly right. So yeah, and and it just it, it massively I think plays into Newcastle hands. You can you can start off gently. There was you know with a with a cup game before the before Christmas and come back on boxing day for the league at, at Leicester and and then take it from there and then you are straight into the window so so who knows what what will come at that point um and you touched on on um, some of the issues sort of coming out it was one of the things I wanted to, to sort of bring up what were the potential sort of injury worries that might come we've talked about Wilson's muscle strain um now we we don't know the extent of it but we, these, these things do come up an awful lot. Um, but there was the news about isaac as well who who wasn't being who wasn't likely to play this week because of injury do you think that's and we've seen it before where it's maybe more than than has been let on or do you think this is just precautionary do you think this is just being cautious with him and just just inching back in gently
1: i think they're just easing him back in gently to be honest they might you know i think it's craig hope had said that he's not going to get any game time either against al-hilal or against fireno next week but you'd think he might get 15 or 20 minutes perhaps just to it's you know if it's four or five or six nil up or whatever against the saudi team why don't you just give him 10 minutes of a little you know a little bit of action and then stretch his legs that's just the same as just getting a bit of training on the grass really for me but maybe they have that slight concern over wilson and they're thinking christ we don't need isaac to be injured as well yeah I
2: yeah i was going to say i think i think personally with that i think it's th- I think it's what PK said. I think it's more about just making sure that he's obviously like fully fit to go because what you wouldn't want is him getting coming back and then having a reoccurrence and then getting set back like 6 7 weeks. We just the games are going to be coming thick and fast and I think you know we've spoke on our on our own group about um Callum Wilson and what does the future look like with him because he's made a glass. So I think actually You know people are saying what they're going to do if they play if they have Isak and wilson but what we might actually find is that they probably might not play together that much because it might be one of those things where it might be like a rotational point of view um due to fitness and things like that but if they're all fully fully fit then it will be a difficult sort of decision for
1: eddie howe to make really Friend of the show, Kendall, put a tweet on yesterday and said, oh God, Callum Wilson might be injured just as Izak's coming back. That gives Eddie Howe an easy decision to make again. So, it's almost like Wilson was injured, we need to buy a strike, and they went and bought Izak. He got two goals in three games. I think I'm right in saying. yeah, um, Should have had more, but never mind. And then he got injured just as Callum Wilson was coming back again. So, it's like, will, either, will both of them be fit at the same time? But Chris put a a very valid comment on earlier today. He was probably having his lunch outside St Paul's Cathedral or whatever. Um, and he just said, do we need to buy another striker in the summer that will become our number one striker? And he's probably got a point. Of course, when you've got Champions League football, it's easier to attract the bigger names in it. But um, yeah. he's probably right. Callum Wilson's made a glass, as we know. He's barely kicked a ball in the World Cup and he's got an injury. I don't it was know. A-
0: It was always the worry, wasn't it? Um, But, you know, obviously, guys in in the comments as well, just, you know, let us know what what you're thinking about this. We've got obviously people in there already. Don't forget, we are live doing this on on a Wednesday night. Um, So, good evening, Roger. Um, Welcome uh, again. Welcome back. Um, Gibbo, um, nice to see you in the comments as well. And I think we've got L Stapleton there as well. So, good evening. No problem with you being late. You've you've turned up. And our Chris is even in the comments as well. So, good evening, Christopher.
1: That's my new microphone there, Chris. As well, you know, smooth <laughs> as glass. Am I, am I? as good as die yet? For <laughs> you?
0: Not quite. Not quite.
2: do you not think, based on what you've said there about obviously what Chris had said about Wilson, Um the players that we've got at the moment have done exceptionally well. And as we said before, when we we're just warming up, we were probably a couple of years at the moment. We're, we're maybe slightly well. We are slightly ahead of schedule probably where the board wanted us to be and this is with the players that we've got now i'm not saying that get champions league and you ditch callum wilson but callum wilson's for the here and now if we do get to a position like pk just said then you attract different caliber of player you know it might be that due to his injuries due to him becoming potentially a squad player then you know you, you bring other players in so it may be that, depending on where we finish in the in the summer, if we were to somehow get Champions League football, I've got no doubt that we'd probably go in for another striker because, like you've just both said, you need a bigger squad to to challenge on all fronts and to 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 push up the league.
1: Yeah, no,
0: you're you're absolutely right. Sorry, PK, go on.
1: I was going to say this is where we fall a little bit short, and as of, as seen in the last cup game, where we you know where he rested seven eight nine players or whatever the, the 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 squad players coming in at the minute are just that little bit short okay we got through but we got through on penalties <clears throat> that those squad players are just that little bit short of of being able to do a, a, a well a Brazil or a Manchester city where you can rotate the players and you and you're not weakening any position whereas at the minute we've probably only got 14 maybe 15 first team players. That you can sort of rotate on a regular basis without weakening the squad, then you start to bring in. I mean, I'll, I'll include a Shelby in that in terms of weakening it because I think he's cack, but I know some people like him. Or, you know, Manquio coming in at right back's a problem. Uh, LaSalle's coming in at centre back's a problem. Chris Wood coming in up front is a problem. So if you get those knocks and you get those injuries, we haven't got the depth yet. But the flip side, we're third in the league and we're only two windows into this project. I suppose so it's early days and it we're just enjoying the ride more than expe- any expectations
0: yeah absolutely I, I think that that gives us a good good little segue actually in, in that but into into talking about transfers and things and I know we've we've touched on in in our group chat as well about do, do the club take the opportunity now to go okay we're, we're in third you know that the, they look at it and, and say is this does this give us our best opportunity to be? Two or three years ahead of, of where we expected to be, and can we push on now? Do they go into January wanting to bring in another level of player now? Can they bring in while they don't have European football, the type of player that'll come in to improve the first level or massively improve the squad at, at this moment, Called What do you what do you think?
2: It's a difficult one because you hear you hear daily from we, we just mentioned about the level of reporters and what they're likely to be drip fed now, which is probably very little than what it was when the first came in and for obvious reasons. But I think we are hearing all the time about, um, FFP and it's great to see like on a daily basis that we've got a new commercial relationship, whether that's for the two hour, whether that's long-term, but obviously this is the beginning. Um, Someone said the other day at Man City, you've got over a hundred sponsors, like different individual sponsors, and to obviously compete, we're going to need to do the same, if not more. So yeah. I think, I think for me, from from a transfers point of view, I think we do. Like PK said, we've got fourteen players, fifteen players at a at a push, and we probably need, I'd say, about twenty that you could slide in, especially it might not be too bad like this season because we've only got one, usually one game a week. But I think, pardon me, I think if um, we want to challenge, there's no reason why, I know we're saying about Champions League, I know where we are now, but the position that we're in, if we do strengthen and we do carry on playing the way we are, we could actually nick third. Do you know if which is crazy to think about? And obviously, I don't want to get too carried away because I'd be happy with you know the top top eight really when you when you analyse things um, and and not be greedy. But I think it, it really it really does depend on what the board think. And I think none of us know what they're thinking. We know that they're very ambitious. And all I'll say is expect the surprise in the transfer window, probably later on.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the, there was the story today, wasn't there, about Eddie Howe and and the side being invited to, um, to the chairman's house with his family uh, and stuff, and and the report of of obviously Eddie Howe talking about that he talked to the players and and saying, look, we you know, we've done well, but it doesn't stop there, and and that level of push and ambition shown towards the players as well is a good is a good sign. They're not just going to sit and rest on what they've got. They what they want to push on, so. In Terms of coming into the transfer window, that, that does seem promising in, in that regard. PK, obviously, we're, we're a couple of uh, people that mentioned in the comments there obviously, Juventus's money problems are, are well known. Is there, a, is there an option to go for Vlaovic from there? Um, I think Roger's got in there about the potential if Madison is off the table to go for Trossard, who's, who's out of contract, I think, in, in the summer as well. So that might be an option. Yeah.
1: I don't know if Trossard's really going to improve us. I'll be perfectly honest. Okay, he's better, than, he's better than Jacob Murphy and Ryan Fraser. He's not better than St Maximum, not for me. Okay, he's had a decent start to the season, but I don't know if he really improves us and takes us to that next level. I think one player that we've spoken about is, is it Adel Rabiot, the, the French?
0: Adrian Rabiot, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, French, what I would call number four, what Chris would call a six. <laughs> I think he's an he's a UVA and he and he's an outstanding footballer. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but you know if UV have got well, Juve have got many problems. The whole bloody board of directors have had to resign. Whether they freeze their bank accounts, who the hell knows? Um, but there, there could be some rich pickings for next to nothing. Regards to them, they could have some some transfer window uh, bans. You know who knows what's going to happen? But there must be some players out there. But I think you're right. Carl uh, said it himself. We're sitting pretty. We're definitely two to three years ahead of the curve. I keep saying it every time I'm on here. Um, you know, there's a, there was a hundred... They've gone a Yasser Al-Rumayan, I think his name is, house yesterday. Is that, there's a hundred strong party gone over. Yeah. Uh, we'll just stick them in the servants' quarters, will we? I mean, it must be some house, my dear me. But, um, you know, they'll be schmoozing them up. Dan Ashworth, um, Darren Eels, they'll be schmoozing with them, won't they? Because I think genuinely... They don't like getting beat, the Saudis. We know that, um, you know, they're here to stay. And we're going to talk about this Man United we nonsense yep. a bit later on. <laughs> I think they can see this as a, ma- I'm hoping, a massive opportunity here to get into the Champions League at the first time of asking would be sensational. I mean, if we get, get in the Champions League anyhow as manager of the season, without a doubt, we were, oh, rock, God, bottom yeah. without, we were rock bottom and I think it was this time last year that we got our first win of the season, and we're currently sitting on 30 points, right? It's just ridiculous. So there's one hell of an opportunity here of, of finishing in that top four. Chelsea are no big shakes. Top Spurs are Spursy. We know that. Man United are starting to find a bit of form under um whatever the Dutch chaps called. That's it, yeah. See, I've been out of domestic football for two weeks. You know what the <laughs> hell I'm talking about. Um Arsenal, Arsenal are looking really strong and really good. But Jesus is now out for a few months. Yes, he's just had an he operation, is. and he's been okay. He scored four goals for them, and he hadn't scored for a while. But he's a real focal point up front for a he? With Martinelli playing yeah. out wide, uh, whether they now have to go into the market and buy a striker themselves, who know, if they've got the money to, again, I don't know. I think the thing that will stop us, as Carl had said, is fair play. But how many commercial deals have we signed in the last three or four weeks? Start with Monster went to Saudi Air for. Uh, for the travel arrangements, STC,
2: Vov, um, something else happened the me. other day. There's about five or
1: six. Some online that's and it. offline gaming companies today. I mean, that's it. I mean, let's just say they're all giving us 10 million quid for the rest of this season. You've already suddenly got 50 or 60 million quid, 70 million extra went in at the coffers there. So they know how to. They certainly know how to play the FFP game. Should should we say?
0: Yeah, um, and the and the, and the, the the talks or the, the suggestion is that while they're out there, they're looking at the shirt sponsor as well, so that major shirt sponsors then move on, as we touched on in one of our, our news shows about moving on from obviously the, the kit kit um, mega and obviously Fun Eighty Eight, and that looks to be the way that it will go. They'll they'll buy out of that deal to then to then bring in probably what we, we I hope think. It's Saudi, don't we? I
2: hope these can so Get rid get, rid of, get yeah, rid of that. I'll burn it live on Evermore if we do.
1: <laughs> the, the contract, the contract's up with uh for eighty eight at the end of the season. There were, there's no way they'll buy them out mid season because imagine all the No, yeah, the divorce
2: it'll already come in from they've already said it'll start from next season the new shape yeah. I think it's the
1: castor deal, which is they'll buy yeah, they'll buy Castori off and they'll go for they'll go for a Nike or they'll go for an Adidas. I hopefully hope it's Adidas,
2: Adidas. Hopefully Adidas. Yeah. And then yeah. I think there'll be a, there'll be a brilliant uh, hashtag. It'll say reunited and it'll have pictures hopefully of like the 96 shirt, the granite collar one, which is still very, 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 one. very popular and they're probably the yeah. best one ever made. So I think great. that would be a great bit of marketing that they could probably do. And I know there's a couple of friends of mine, um, Richie on... Um, Twitter is just like he's pretty much like drumming up the interest himself uh, tweeting uh, Adidas <laughs> like every day say come uh, on when, when, when we're getting back together so it's quite funny
1: I don't think any of that helps for January though Mark just to take just to yeah. segue yeah. you back to what we're talking about
0: <laughs> no you're right I, th- I think that in terms of the, the the deal I think that's one thing they're looking at the the VO is it VOV or VOV that they yeah. obviously the news has come out today about that and that brings another revenue revenue just from um in terms of the sort of the online gaming sort of thing there we touched on this when we did the cost of football last week when we we're talking about the manchester city's esports kit is that an avenue that they, at some point they'll go down because there's then an esports wing of Newcastle mm. united that's that's another potential revenue maker too so these are all things that will come in the future. You're right, PK, they're not going to help for January, but they sow the seeds for then what's coming next, which is yes, yeah. to players.
2: Remember though, FFP isn't just like a standing object, it's a it's a continuous moving moving part over a three-year cycle. So whilst you say it doesn't help in January, the foundations for what could happen now. Means that they can maybe release a little bit more capital in January to then, to then obviously bring it back with the deals. I'm I'm sure they're going to know, you know, imminently what deals are going to be coming in and what they're going to be working on. Yeah,
0: no, I, I absolutely oh, think know, yeah. you're right, and I think that's what they're what they're working on constantly, isn't it? So, would you would you take Marcus to Ram on it on it? Well he's he's out of contract as well in the summer, so he'd be a reasonably cheap deal in January. Would you take him absolutely really in, in two rounds
2: son in it? It is, is yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched him the other night against France. Like he didn't he, I'm, I'm, for I'm, France. I'm, I'm, for yeah, I've not yeah i have not France. For France, sorry. Um <laughs> where does he play? What position does he play? Left left sided he came on, didn't
0: he? he? Can't... Yeah, so in the he's a left-sided for for France there, At the moment he's playing more through the middle for um, for Munchen Gladbach, and he, he he's thrived there this season. He's been sort of shoehorned wider, so he can do it. Um, in the last couple of seasons, when they've had um, the like sort of Alessandro uh, Plier, who've played through the middle, so he's kind of been pushed to one side. Yeah. But he's he's played more centrally this season, and he he's, he's scoring goals, so he's a He's definitely a a multi sort of faceted threat as, as a forward but he can play wide or, or play through the middle, and I think that's probably where Newcastle will want somebody to do, they they can play those multiple roles so that they can move them so. around where they, where they want.
1: So isn't, isn't it funny how over the summer everybody was screaming that we needed a right sided forward, and then Almiron's been incredible. Saint Maximum's been injured most of that time unfortunately. I mean, Sir Maxim's last game was the, well, last full game was the hat-trick of assists against Man City when he was phenomenal. But yes, we know he's he's inconsistent. But now everybody's saying, actually, we need somebody on the wide left. I'm not ruling out Madison. I don't care what anybody says. I think they've got the three Newcastle lads whispering in his ear. He even said it himself effectively, didn't he, on an interview that he had, that they've been having a little nibble at him. Um, of course, it's not up to Madison. I think he would jump to come here. But, um... I'm I'm not ruling out us going in and having a little nibble little nibble on Madison there.
0: No, I I'd agree I, th- I think I, I think Elton there is right I think FFP is is going to change where that the amount that clubs can spend will, will 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 change year on year. Um but I think with regard to Madison, I think playing it down as much as possible. You've seen this before where you you know the the media aren't probably getting as much information as they possibly once were or they don't need to. They don't need their their help. I think, Carl, we touched on that before we came on, didn't we, about using the media where it absolutely needs them and then there's less information to come out now because they know they're in a much stronger position where they don't need the leak. They don't need that information to
2: break. if, If you look at the old Newcastle, even when we were out in the Championship, we were big news on Sky because there was always something going on. There was always some story that all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Some drama. Exactly. So we are we are a relatively big, big club. There's always something going on. Things are going well at the moment. We've got a well-balanced first-time ages. We've got a great club foundation-wise, and we just need to build now. But I think to be successful, you never hear about other clubs who are challenging... Um, like all these stories you get rumors which we've said before 95 95 of the stuff that we hear is all just probably made up golf um but I think it's quite telling change by probably the ownership where as you just said Mark they probably did use the guys and that when as and when they needed them but now we've got a bit more of a professional feel it's about let's let's keep our stories to ourselves and then all of a sudden bang the people that actually announced them are Newcastle themselves
1: We're dealing with some very successful business people here, both from Amanda and Murdad through to the Ruben brothers, who are more, I say, silent partners. They are in a way, other than Jamie being at all the games and that and loving it, to the the Saudis. These people are very, very intelligent business people. We had Lee Charnley and Steve Bruce uh, leaking everything to Luke Edwards. They get, I just don't think they're getting anything out of the club anymore. As you've said, they're only getting what the club want them to get, which is nothing. next to nothing. Uh, whoever that new subscriber is, Chris Curry in the comments there, I do think we're playing the media on Madison. I really do. Um,
0: no, that will yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that deal will be done. May not be done at the start of the window, but I think, I think Madison being at the World Cup will see what can be done. In terms of playing with some of the quality footballers he's playing with at the minute, and I just think that he will ask for a move because Look Leicester is still happened. struggling.
2: Look at what happened with um, Declan Rice. If you see his interview, I did
1: see his interview. I'm not, yeah. saying, I'm
2: not saying he would come to Newcastle, but he did turn around and basically say that he watches all of his pals with the England team winning, you know, trophies <laughs> and trophies. challenging. And then he said, um, you know, at the end of the day, when you hang your boots up, it's all about what you've won as a player. Um, you know, so there's he's almost saying like come and get us kind of thing, isn't he? I mean comment,
1: isn't it? It is. That interview basically I saw straight away, I saw a West Ham fan on Twitter had shared it and said, Well, that's him definitely away in January. Newcastle aren't getting Declan Rice, he's a hundred and hundred plus million pounds as a footballer. So we're not quite ready to go for a player like that yet, I don't think. No, I'm not I think He's only a hundred
2: plus million pound player because he's English.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, but he is what he is, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mad, you know, Madison might be fifty million or whatever, but his contract will be yeah. up, you know, 18 months time. Yeah. Um, but Rice Rice is going to Chelsea, I think. I've got no doubt. I think
0: a spot on. Cheeky bid for Jude Bellingham.
1: Oh. <laughs> Not a chance. 150 million quid. So I had this chat with my Man City mate, and I said, look, Liverpool have been talking to, to him for 12 months. And he said, by the way, Man City have also been talking to him for 12 months. Not him, the directly. Is,
2: the thing is with that, though, when you look at their midfield, you know, you, you'd almost expect one of their big midfielders to maybe leave if they were to bring him in. So little- City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Man City were you're just saying Phillips who can't who can't get in the team, he's he's been on the bench. They've got silver. Yeah, injured. He, I know he's been injured, but like um I think slightly before that. Um so I think if Man City were to get him, they'd, they'd 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 probably let I mean they've done some unbelievable business in terms of who they've shipped out, um, specifically to Arsenal, the money that they got for uh, the two players that the let go. Sterling and
1: Jesus and Zinchenko.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that was around about 140, 130 million for them. And then the ball yeah. calling for like 60 odd million or whatever it was. So they balanced the books from an FFP point of view perfectly. But I just couldn't see Jude sitting in that midfield. The way he plays with the other midfielders that they've got, I think they'd have to let someone go.
1: Yeah, I think Bernardo might go. Yeah, might, might go I think he's I don't know he's if home sick. Year, so. he's a Yeah, He's a rumor to be wanting away. So anyway, that's that's not that's not Newcastle sadly, but you know Jude the likes of Jude Bellingham the likes of Declan Rice are let's say a year or two away from Newcastle United being able to Hopefully. sign those kind of players. Hopefully. <laughs> I,
0: th- I think you're right. I think one one that we we think that probably will go through in, in more than likely in January is the the lad from West Ham, um Harrison Ashby who's the yeah. The young right back, uh, he's, he's Scottish right back. That he's out of contract in the summer, so we'll will probably leave, but uh, based on a compensation deal because yeah. of his age. Um, so it, West Ham may look for a little bit more out of it as a as a January transfer, but he'd come in very much as a as a, a young prospect to to sit in behind, um, Kieran Trippier definitely. And I know there the was the other lad from Leeds that was rumoured to be. Um, on Newcastle's radar as well, that Cody Cody Drama. So that certainly Ashby looks like one that, that will probably happen um, in January or certainly the summer. And then you've got the the South American young lads as well. We've touched on this before Maximo Peroni and um, uh, what's the other one? What's the other lad know, called? Like uh, Andres Santos as well. Andres as the Santos, other artists, yeah. who Janino, who used to play for Leon, has described as a monster. So that I mean that's high. I think Chelsea
2: being linked with him as well, though, haven't that? Yeah. And what's that young kid who are you? Is that the guy you just mentioned there? The one who apparently Christian Besceras, ex Newcastle, was on, was um, in Newcastle talking about that um, defensive midfielder. Is that who you mean? That's
0: Peroni, yeah. So there there is that link as well. So I mean, these are all. I think these are all sort of development ones that they'll probably be big-ish money, I think, for those players because of because of the high the, the high return rate, I think, on them and, and the prospects that they are. But they're definitely ones for the future, the next year or two, rather than the here and now. Yeah. Um the only other transfer route sort of interest that, that I had was was around um Garan Qual, who's sort of due to to join the club um now in, in in January, um, or is is on his way across now now that Australia are at the World Cup. And the, the potential yeah. that he, he now goes out on loan. Um, so apparently Newcastle have been inundated with with loan offers for him from both um, UK-based teams in, in the Championship, but also from from teams abroad. So you touched on it a little bit earlier about the work permit thing. I think there's, there's a possible mm. that he might get one. But if not, there's, there's definitely the, the scope to send him out on loan for a season and a half to, to get his work permit.
1: Am I right in saying that... Um... If he doesn't get a work permit for us, he's not going to get one to play in the championship, is he? So he's not. going to have to go to Europe. He'd have yeah. to,
0: yeah. And, yeah. and the, the, the good thing with that is the likelihood is he will then just he will then start to get more game time for Australia, which just yeah. makes it so much easier for him to then exactly. because once he's a regular for the national side, his work mm. permit becomes much easier to obtain. Where would so
2: you where, the, what, what what country would you send them to though? Like if there was options like for for development for players, where would you send them? So I, I think I can think of two countries. I'd probably either want him to go to.
0: I think you you you're probably looking at Spain as, as a as a natural option for for the type of player that he is. I'd I say Germany. The, well, I was Spearball. going to say the Bundesliga as well. If you if you yeah. look at how well the likes of Sancho developed in the Bundesliga, it's almost tailor made for him.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. He, he's he's got that that in his locker. So I mean, that could be a a, a big move to to go to. One of the, I say, one of the smaller sides in Germany, just to to get a lot of game time, that could be a really good move for him.
1: Yeah. Did you see him land back in Australia with his Newcastle United away shirt on? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was magic. He was. Here's a little fact for you, which people might have noticed. It. I know Chris certainly did because he put the picture up before last night. So Gavi, Gavi played in the knockout round, and he's 18 and a bit. Um, Kual, when he came on, was the youngest player to play in a knockout round of a World Cup since Pele which is just unbelievable isn't it back in 1960 yeah. something for Pele 64 maybe 60 62 anyway that's a really good fact and that's really you know makes you quite proud that he's obviously signed for Newcastle now and he's got some well, serious the, serious the, um, potential
2: there's I think there's a lot of there's a lot of clubs now have, have realized the fuck crap we've um, we've missed the boat yeah because there's sort of we've obviously went under the noses and signed this kid from some top some top European clubs and some top English clubs were looking at them as well. So that seems to be something else that we're doing. Obviously, Mark, you just mentioned about the South American lads as well. The fact that we seem to be now spending decent money on these players that have got real potential and, as you said, have got market resale, even if they don't make it into the higher echelons of, obviously, the first team. It will... I mean, if... Look at the players that we've let let go since the the, the new board came in. We've not received the transfer fee yet. The best right. that we've got, the best that we've got, is a loan fee for bloody, um, Debravka. <laughs> That's the best thing that we've received. So, and we and the reason why PK just mentioned before, um, look at the squad. Do you know what I mean? We've had to get these yes. players out the door. Now we're looking at some of these other players. There's still a fair few that we could probably let go um on a free or get minimal money for so there's still a lot of work to do but we have to remember as pk said before this is the second transfer window heading into the third transfer window in january
1: we haven't received a transfer fee for a player for a a long time you know yeah anybody anybody in the comments know who it might be i I think we're going back quite a way you know
2: i'm struggling Absolutely, I don't it don't might know. be someone Coming's like when, when that Wayne when yelled him or something like that, or 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 what the his other one, uh, Iosey
1: Perez, oh, oh, Perez, yeah, it might Perez. be
2: Perez, ago. Ago,
1: three years ago, maybe you know what I mean. So, about, somebody you know. drop
0: it in the comments, comments for yeah,
1: come on, Curry, get get yeah, get googling.
0: <laughs> but I agree, agree with Ash's comment there is the Dan Ashworth effect is building this. These links across the world to to look at these young players. Um, Mm. And I I mean, you're talking about bringing in players for good money. 300,000, I think it is, for Garan Kwal looks an absolute steal already. And, you know, you'll get your return on that. And that's something we've talked about before, certainly with Manchester City. You know, you you bring in all of these players and you make a return on them when you, you can sell them on to European clubs, to other Premier League clubs for double or treble what you've brought them in for they may have never played a premier league game for you but then you can you can make it an absolute fortune on them in,
1: in yeah I've said it in, in the return said it a few times man city made a 100 million pounds from their youth academy sales last summer
0: yeah just and that's just crazy
2: isn't it
0: it is, and and that's exactly where you want your academy to go. You want to you want to have your scouting network far and wide to bring in these players for next to nothing. You can spend millions on them still, but in the grand scheme of things, next nothing. And then sell them on for double or treble money, and it's just paying that, that production line to keep keep going. So yep, it's, it is. Um, it it is, is the next step. Um, we'll 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 change track slightly on this one, um, and I know you touched on this before. Um, PK, about the uh, the article that was in The Athletic um, about, about the potential of uh, the PIF disposing uh, of Newcastle United um, now that the, the potential is there for for, the, for them to, to go and purchase Manchester United. And it was from um, a guy oh whose name I can't remember. Um, off there, it was something, Chadwick, I think it was. It's in that, that report about how the... This is a little little small, so you might need to expand your screens, everybody. But, you know, the, the, the line was there'd probably be a certain amount of disbelief among Saudi officials having bought Newcastle when they really wanted to buy Manchester United. And there was that the talk about them having been offered to have a, a, a shareholder in Manchester United, but that was rejected. Um, but they're now being in a position to buy Manchester United, I might be going on at a limb here, he goes on to say, but it's not entirely inconceivable that they could dispose of Newcastle and buy Manchester United. Thoughts, gentlemen?
1: Bullshit. Yeah.
2: Waffle.
1: <laughs> I don't even. So, what I mean,
2: you... I, for me, it, I don't think it even worth like Warren's talking about because it's just absolute guff.
1: So, it's clickbait stuff. My, yeah. So, you know, uh, Stavely. And, and Murdad and the Saudis did due diligence on Newcastle for four years. They've had them for five minutes. They're absolutely, definitely going to sell them to flip and buy, spend £5 billion on Manchester United, where there is no return on investment. How big a club can you make? You know, how much can Man United be worth? Surely they're at their top of their value now because they've already got much. global status as a club. There's no investment. There's no return on investment. The only thing Plus. that
2: anybody that buys Man United, the only thing that they'd need is obviously like a um, a bottomless pit of money to get them back to win, to, to, to challenge and win for the, the title. So it'll all be about almost like what Abramovich done when he came into Chelsea. But you can't do that anymore. You nope. can't spend money like it's Monopoly money because of what we've just spoke about before with FFP. So Liverpool and Man United, um, if they get someone in to buy them, it's going to be really difficult because
1: like you just said, then peak here, their value is, 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 high is it as high as it's probably going to get to. So with Chelsea, I was thinking about this earlier. So Chelsea were bought for something like 3 billion quid by that Todd Bowley and his consortium. Why did he buy Chelsea? He bought Chelsea as a toy. He's a bit of a lunatic, isn't he? It's not really very much yeah. money for him and his consortium. So PAF are not like that. PAF have bought Newcastle to Turn them into a five billion pound club from having paid three hundred and fifty million for the club. They've put another hundred and ten in, I think, and then another seventy million in. So they've put the best part of five hundred million quid in a year in. Firstly, if they're going to go and buy Man United, who's going to buy Newcastle anyway, knowing that PIF are buying Man United? What's the point? It's 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 an absolute non-story. That the Saudis, PIF. Are here for the long term with Newcastle United. That you could, you could see it yesterday uh, with the chairman inviting all the you know hundred strong delegation from Newcastle. That they're, they're all in it together. I think they love what they're doing. They can see this massive project and they well, can make us a global winner.
2: But PK, I think it's, I think it's more than just about the football club. And you mentioned before about the 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 layout of the board. The Rubens, we know, are, are, are one thing and one th- are very good at one thing, and that's property development and yeah. property management. And the club and the chairman's already said they see the northeast and they see the region as that's developing good. a region. So don't be expected that in the next decade that it becomes a hotbed for international um travel and um, business and all the rest of it, because there's a lot of It'll be cheap land compared to the likes of Manchester, the likes of London, and they'll be able to make shitloads of money. So for yeah. me, it's a bigger, bigger, bigger picture than what Manchester, which is very, very developed because I just live round down the road from it. I'm always in Manchester. There's things skyscrapers popping up all all the time. Well, Manchester they're building they're building
1: they're building upwards in Manchester because they can't build exactly. sideways. There's exactly. no room. Yeah,
2: I think there's more scope up up the northeast. Um, yeah, very and I much. think there's a bigger they just p- spent 800 million pounds to bail out the steel, steel, um, like network in, in Middlesbrough. So they're That's not, right. they're, yeah, they're not. They're, I think they're going to basically develop the Northeast as a bit of a hotbed, um, yeah, you know, for, for everything really, not just the football club. That's my opinion, anyway.
1: I agree with you. And you know what? It's got people talking, but it's absolute learner bollocks,
0: yeah. No, I agree. It was one of those where we couldn't not talk about it because of sure. sort of it's high nice. pro- profile it was. Absolutely. The other one on the back of that, you talked about the investment. There was the the weird sort of rumor that cropped up from from another channel about how the um, uh, the Saudis were paying, paying paying the council off basically to to develop or move St James's and things like that. utter nonsense again. But again, it's it's obviously come from somewhere, and it's going to become the new norm, isn't it? That this clickbait, you around the Saudis and around the club um, to try and sort of push any sort of
1: agenda against them, isn't it? It's absolutely magnificent. Um, it happened, for, you know. It's still they're still talking about Man City, um, it, just spreading shite, constantly spreading shite because they're, they're big news. We're big news. Um, they're just, you know, it's a World Cup. There's nothing to talk about in terms of club football. Windows not open yet. It's just all a load of... It's all a load of bollocks. I think there's a long-term project here for all three sets of owners. <clears throat> and we'll just enjoy the ride and forget all the forget all the nonsense and the noise that's going on around us. <laughs> because I don't care. I think they've already
2: started as well, PK. They've already started the them-against-us them mentality, which is great. Totally. Because... Yeah. Because that's what it will end up being. It'll probably be the Premier League against. We'll probably have a best friend in Man City, and that'll probably be it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's great. It is. It's great, no,
1: and it's
0: absolutely. bollocks. And, and I think going going back to a previous point, I think we might have got our answer: it's Perez and Yosselu in the same window.
2: There
1: was Five another answer eight. before. Five Somebody said for Hosselu, won it. Gibbo Gibbo said it could be Dan Balasar at 275 ah, grand. They are nice you've seen
0: that one as well.
1: So it's, you know what? Ah. When when you're racking your brains to think about the last time we got a transfer fee for a footballer, it's disgusting and disgraceful. That's how we that just we've goes been that run. just
2: go, that exactly. That just goes down to the 14 years of skeleton. I mean, can you remember when um Steve Bruce won the sorry I swore there? Steve Bruce won the um manager of the month award and it was like him, you know, him being his and then, and then, and then he did it with all the Steves Um and there was like about five of them. Then Eddie Howe did one with himself. And then you look at his backroom team and it was like a 60 strong or something ridiculous yeah. like that.
1: The club is just on another level now. It's just brilliant. It's just used to have, they used to have Steve Nixon who was the only scout at the club. And now they've got about 15 or 20 scouts, yeah. And it's the same with the commercial executives. They've got a team, they've got a recruitment team, they've got a you know, uh, they've got a team, team of you know, they haven't got just Derek Wright as the physio anymore, they've got a team of physios, they've got a team of doc, you know, the doctor's. That's probably why it's being able to Hi, mebbies They've yeah. got, you know, it's a club that it's still only 12 months into this takeover but the infrastructure they've got, they've got the new commercial director, Peter Silverstone, they've got Darren Hills as the CEO, they've got Ashworth as the director of football, they've got a proper coach in place with a proper team of coaches around him. It's a whole different football club, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's, it's showing how to run a football club, which yeah. is something that hadn't been done for a decade beforehand. And it's just... We were, it is so Yeah?
2: More than that. Can you remember when at the beginning of this, like when they first bought the club, and you had certain pundits, namely Paul Merson, saying he doesn't think the um, new owners have got a clue? It's just yep. baffling that, like you say, you you know you don't necessarily need to know how to run a football club, but you put a team in that is able. I mean, fair play to Eddie Howe and um, for what he did in that first transfer window, acting as a as a like chief scout, bloody. The negotiations and you know direct a football role as well as the manager so i think but now obviously all the foundations are in place and it's just about adding to that and it seems to be the adding to the team like week weekly really
0: absolutely right i just want to touch on a, a quick one so just a message from ash here just want to you know, you know send our condolences mate that's you know Really thankful that this is this is helping you at such a difficult time, mate. And we wish you, you know, wish you all the best, and you know, like I say, condolences from everybody here. That's that's yeah. that's dreadful, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, it's the the club's being run very 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 well now, um, and it's you, you touched on it before. <laughs> investing in the area and that just brings everybody along with you 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 see I mean we touched on when the the takeover took how how much the the city was bouncing and it it will just get better as things progress and as the club progresses and gets better the city and the surrounding area will just go with it Um, and it's just it can't be it can't be a bad thing for for the area because it's been been left in the in the crap for so long um, then you know it's this can only have positives for us so
1: It's a weird one, Um, isn't it? Because, yeah, yeah, the infrastructure and everything that will go into the city and the regeneration of the city through the Rubens is going to be amazing. From a football perspective, we're in the sweet spot at the minute. We've got zero expectations. So we're just enjoying this year and probably next year. Anything that comes along, win a league cup or we get into the European football, it's a bonus for us at the minute as opposed to an expectation that we'll get to a stage where we become expectant of winning trophies or there will be more pressure on us to win trophies and that's when it becomes a lot more pressurized than it is at the minute so we're in that let's enjoy the roller coaster let's enjoy the journey and if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen it's just been really good fun compared to what it was so i think that's going to last for a year or two that's the
2: message that's coming from the top though as well isn't it it's almost like Enjoy yourself, yeah. It's a project. It's going to take time. Yes, we're doing better, but we want to do even more. So that's where we're saying about today what uh, Jamie Rubin said about, you know, January is difficult to do transfer business. However, if there's a player or there's a deal there to be done, we will spend money. So that we will spend money. And I think going back to your your comment before about uh, Man City and things like that, this is why I think, sorry, Man United, this is why I think they bought the club because it's quite unique. It's a one-city team. And not only that, it's got a huge, it's a huge caption area really where you, if you can tap into that, you could fill a huge stadium if that was to come further down the line. And as I say, there's a, there's, there's a whole raft of that potential that the likes of Man United have got. is is already They've already done it. They've, how much did they buy them for? 700, 800 million? If they walk away with six, seven billion, they've made their in, they've made they've made the money that they needed to. The same with um, Fenway Sports. They bought Liverpool for three hundred million. They could sell them for four, five million. You, billion, yeah. You, sorry, uh, billion, yeah. Um, so that's the potential that Newcastle have got. They're not going to go and spend that other money on five, six billion, seven billion, and then like you say, what's the return investment?
1: It's, yeah, it's a bit, it's all a bit weird. But I think, you're right, we're a unique football club. We are a one, I keep getting this wrong, a one club city, one city club, whatever it is. One club city with, (laughs) and and we're not real. yes, we're known globally, but we're not a global business. We're not a global club. Man City have become a global club, but they'll always be in the shadow globally of Man United. Maybe not revenue-wise, but in terms of people knowing them. You know you can go to the backwater of asia everybody knows man united don't they they may not know man city and i think that the owners know that they can make newcastle united a global business over time and that will you know they'll get tenfold on their investment and more some and more so in terms of the valuation of it and then what man city do is this they've sold off little pieces of equity along the way so they've already made the money back for what they paid for the club so everything mm-hmm. got, they're doing now is is it's free if that makes sense because yeah. they're yeah. now generating the money that they're putting back into the club through having city what is it is it city group of clubs or whatever they want to call it where they've got new york so I mean, and got melbourne I mean-
2: did you ever see the blueprint? I think it was a documentary or a, or, a, or an article about the blueprint about Man City and what they wanted to do, where it was, as you said then, about a group of clubs where they buy a particular club, they play them in the same colors the scouting network, yeah, yeah. they get all the best players, they do all that from a commercial point of view. It's all coming back through the central point. So it'll be interesting if Newcastle try to go down that route or what it looks like they're trying to do at the moment is breaking into that um like Arabic um group of countries. Yeah. You know, which is obviously if you remember just a couple of days ago, they've now launched the uh, Newcastle Arabic um uh, Twitter. That's Android. right. So that's that within I was watching it go up and up and up and within a couple of hours it had like nearly 30,000 followers. So the 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 team the the group that we've just got stc i think it is the the they've got i think it's 5.5 million followers on twitter um and i think another football i can't remember what the other um adidas sorry it was adidas they've only got 4.8 so says, says it there in terms of where they're trying to reach to which is what you said before
1: again none of us working I don't know. I don't work in marketing. I went in sales. Anyone else work in marketing? No. We're not, we're not marketeers. We're not We're not genius entrepreneurial business people. We are not a PIF, which is one of the biggest businesses in the world. These guys know what they're doing. They, they will make us a global brand and a global name in football. But it's more than football. It's that brand. Man United's a yeah. brand. Liverpool's a brand. Real Madrid, Barcelona are brands. Are there many more? I don't know. Maybe Juventus. I'd, I'd, I'm not quite sure. Perhaps um, th- these owners will make Newcastle a global brand right. over over years to come.
2: Whether we like it or not, when you become a brand, you then start attracting fans that come like to the games, like Barcelona do, like Liverpool do, like tourists. Yes, yeah. um, and it's one of those ones that obviously right now it's like gold us to try and get a, um, a ticket. So that, I don't think anybody coming in the way the club's set up now that will happen, but if they do expand the stadium and they do have, you know, in the future, in the next 10 years, we have a much bigger stadium, that might be where they want to get to, where they get those tourists. And we've just talked about the area, which I think it will become that hotbed in the northeast, um. You know we might end up getting those fans coming in just to watch the
1: football i think we will yeah i think that's yeah. it. Un- unfortunately inevitable
2: yeah
0: speaking well, of, speaking of watching football because I- i'm conscious of time getting towards the hour um so um on the subject of, of watching football um with the last section that i wanted to just cover was um around and fixture changes so we, we've, we've just had um In the sort of the last couple of days, that the the run of games now that are now televised. Um I think did you put in the comments that we had the, the other day that the that Newcastle now massive. I think well, every massive. game, yeah, nine, every nine, eight in a row. The,
2: nine out of the next eleven games are on TV or on television, and it's it, eight it, in a row.
1: Yeah, I've seen it today. Eight it, in a row because all of February has been moved. The FA Cup exactly game. Exactly. So. Have you You've got them got, to bring up, or I'm ruining? I have you? got
0: them to bring up, but I've got Palace, Palace on the 21st, West Ham on the 4th of February, Bournemouth on the 11th, and F- Liverpool on the 18th of February. Now all 5:30 kickoffs, so all, all, all the Sky, and then Honestly. the Brighton game at the end is now been moved to 12:30, so that's now a BT kickoff BT's on Saturday yeah. afternoon. So. It's, and again this is all revenue this is all money that's coming at the club because they get extra revenue for for being on TV so my
1: my yeah. liver being a match goer, my liver is gonna be fucked with these half-past <laughs> five excuse me half past five at night kickoffs the, for me <laughs> but they're great because they're still it's still gonna be dark in February sort of later in in that dusky evening in it yeah. so games under that's the lights weird. they're just yeah. incre- they're just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be happy days, and then if you, you know for away games, I don't go to many away games. <clears throat> so for the you know the TV watchers, that's just gonna be brilliant. We're gonna be on all the time. Nobody's gonna be having to get these uh, so called dodgy streams anymore because we're gonna be on all the time. We're massive.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's odd, isn't it? Because we we sometimes get fr- frustrated when when games are changed for TV schedules and so, but it almost just goes to show just how well Newcastle are doing that. This, this is happening with every game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter who who who's coming to it, James or where you're traveling to in the country. That the TV companies now oh, yeah, we want them on because they can, you know, they've, they've seen just exactly what everybody else is seen, and and it just shows that it's like a it, it is a good a good tick in the box on just say look, you are doing so well, we I, want you on TV. So have I so also
2: well. think as well, Mark, what you've got to think about the international audience as well. And what, you, what you're going to see there is now, all of a sudden overnight, Newcastle's become one of the main teams to watch in, in Saudi Arabia, for example. So in terms of obviously them sorting out all these um, issues with being sports and obviously being able to show the Premier League games there now, in terms of everything that's going on, you just look at the viewing figures there, they'll probably be one of the most watched You know, we mentioned before, everybody knows who Man City is, Man United, Liverpool and all those top sides. But in terms of us, we would be ahead of the the next pack now due to what's going on in terms of the viewing
1: figures across the world, I think. I'm telling you now, what could possibly go wrong come the end of February when we're on the telly all the time, all of a sudden we, we lose a few games, we drop out of that top four, we're no longer massive anymore, are we?
0: Oh, go is that, back is that the PK kiss of death on this? Ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. But no, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Um, obviously, it's a good good place to to finish up. Um, obviously, thank you to to everybody for watching tonight. Um, obviously, if you're on catch up as well, thank you for watching too. Um, obviously, the subscribers for us has, have been absolutely brilliant over over recent months, and we're heading on now towards two thousand one hundred. We're, we're sitting just below it. Um, so if you haven't already, hit the like button um, and, and obviously hit subscribe. Um, we will usually be on Mondays and Wednesdays, um, Monday night for what's going on, and then on a, on a Wednesday night for our Evermore podcast, along with pop videos along the way, transfer rumors, little news news pieces, and stuff like that. So keep it Evermore, guys. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you soon.
2: Cheers, family See you later.